episode of the ESG Beat, we will hear from Professor Stephen Davidoff-Solomon. Professor Solomon is one of the nation's most well-known authorities on corporate law. Today, we will be discussing his recent paper, Should Corporations Have a Purpose?, co-authored with Professor Jill Fish. Welcome to the ESG Beat, Stephen. Happy to be here. So as you've identified in your recent working paper with Jill Fish, the hot topic in corporate governance today is the debate over corporate purpose. Let's delve right into that hot topic in this episode. First, can you point us to some evidence of just how hot corporate purpose is today? Well, it's it's the topic du jour in corporations in the pandemic, obviously, Everyone is looking to survive, restructuring their capital and otherwise. But we're also thinking about what the corporation is going to look like when we get to the other side of this. Who is the corporation going to serve? Um, how are those legal duties of the corporation defined? Does the corporation have duties only to shareholders or to other interests? And how should it account for those other interests during uh, times of struggle and uncertainty like today? Mm-hmm. So even before the pandemic, though, corporate purpose seemed to be making headlines uh, from Davos to Larry Fink to Elizabeth Warren's Accountable Capitalism Act. Wasn't all of that just semantic in your view? Yes and no. I mean, I think one of the criticisms of corporate purpose these days is that it's just a lot of hand waving. It's companies saying they care about certain things to uh, try and get consumers to buy their goods or to get regulators to back off. And I think there's a lot to that. Uh, so, for example, is, is Nike uh, adopt certain social positions because it actually believes in them or because it believes that its customers um, now buy uh, their beliefs in their sneakers rather than the sneakers themselves? Mm-hmm. And so I think uh, when you look at it, there's a lot to be skeptical about. Nonetheless, I do think that there's a lot of thought going on to how corporations can help the community, how corporations are situated in the community, and how stakeholders fit within that. I I really view this as a return to the 1950s type company town, where the company was embedded into the town, uh, sponsored the Little League team, uh, you know, helped out the poor, And um, this is just a return to those metrics on a more global scale. So that's that's really interesting. And one thing that you've pointed out in your paper is that the debate over corporate purpose is really obsessed with the normative questions, right? Whether corporations should shift their purpose from the pursuit of shareholder wealth to pursuing these broader social conceptions, sort of the company town model. But do you think that that is the right place to start or where, where should we start our inquiry? Well, we think that there's a lot of brush clearing that be, can be done here. And in, in our paper, uh, should corporations have a purpose? We really try and think about what the legal parameters are as well as the normative parameters of corporate purpose. Uh, one of the interesting things about corporate purpose is that it, it to the extent that we adopt this shareholder primacy norm or that shareholders uh, are uh, who the corporation should direct their attentions to, it is completely accidental. Um, When you look at uh, corporations today, um, they have a purpose to do anything they can under the law. 
And when you look at the um, case law governing companies, uh, really the main case that people cite for whether corporations should have a, a for-profit purpose towards shareholders is a case called Dodge v. Ford, which was the Dodge Brothers versus Henry Ford over a hundred years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and since that time, uh, the Delaware courts where most public companies are organized have never said what the purpose of a company is or whether it is for profit for shareholders. And so there's a lot of big room here uh, for companies to sort of devote their purpose. And what we do in our paper is, is trace through that. And what we conclude is that the, the, the mantra of uh, value maximization for corporations is really the best philosophy for corporations. And the reason why is, um, uh, is because it, is, it sets the ex-ante expectations of all the stakeholders. The shareholders know what they're getting, the employees know what they're getting, the community knows what they're getting. And that is a metric that can be monitored for success in the company. Now, that does not mean, in conclusion, that a company can't have a social purpose or look to other things, but we think that's really allocational issues. So once the company grows the pie, uh, much of the debate today is really not about that, but about how it's allocated, whether it's among employees, shareholders, or the community. So we've covered a lot of ground there, and let's go back and map uh, it out as you do in your paper, because I, I do think that you um, really clearly articulate the historical, legal, and theoretical um, justifications for corporate purpose and remain unsatisfied with, with each one. Uh, so the historical um, justification, which you claim is accidental, is really that company's purpose is defined by its corporate charter, right? Why, why can't a company's purpose be defined by its charter? Why do you view that as accidental? Well, I think uh, uh, there's a historical reason and just a practical one um, and a theoretical one. So the historical reason is that historically companies grew out of state charter. So you go to the state legislature you would say you want to build a canal um, and you would build that canal and your corporate charter would say that's the only thing you could do. Uh, beginning in the late 1800s, states began to get tired of having the state legislature approve each charter given the growth in the economy. And, um, and what, what, what happened is the states permitted free chartering, which is you could now go just to the state corporate official and file your charter and be incorporated. You didn't have to go to the legislature. And with that, the companies adopted a purpose of basically any purpose, uh, any purpose allowed under the law. So if you read the charter of Salesforce, which has a, uh, which prides itself on having an ESG outlook, it's permitted to do anything under the law. It doesn't have a purpose specified in its charter. Um, and out of that, there's been a sort of theoretical conclusion that this has to be a for-profit uh, uh, purpose. Um, we agree with that for the reasons I just said. It doesn't mean that you can't have a company that has a different purpose, but, but we would argue that if it's going to have that different purpose, uh, it needs to be something that serves the same purpose as for-profit. It needs to set the ex-ante expectations of the parties. It needs to be enforceable and monitored. Um, and I think the way to think about this is a lot of what's going on now is really 
hand-waving in terms of corporate purpose statements. So we support the environment. We are going to be the best airline out there. Um, these purposes that are being put forth right now by companies are really just about uh, consumers and sort of direction and spirit. They're not about actual legal purpose by which you would measure what the board of directors should or should not do. Mm -hmm. So your, your argument is really an instrumental argument. In other words, there is no legal grounding for corporate purpose to be aligned with shareholder profit maximization. The historical justifications are really accidental, but from an instrumental perspective, this works really well because everybody knows what incentives are driving the business. Um, whereas stakeholder governance or, you know, uh, can get very messy. Um, I, I wanted to, to push you a little bit um, or to understand better whether your focus on the economic value of the firm animating corporate purpose implies indifference to the interests of non-shareholder stakeholders. I don't think it means indifference. I think given the current case law and corporate purpose, which allows corporations to make charitable donations, to take social outlooks, uh, uh, you know, to donate masks to, uh, uh, in the case of Google and Apple, to donate billions of dollars to housing in the Bay Area. Um, there's a wide latitude for companies to uh, engage in, in social, social forays. Um, what we're talking about here is really, how are you gonna measure what the directors need to do in those purposes? And uh, one of the things that we, the points we make in the article is that purpose is really legally unenforceable today. Um, there are no cases where people are going to court and saying Apple should not have donated a couple billion dollars for housing in the Bay Area. Because as long as Apple justifies it as in its long-term interest for value maximization, in terms of enhancing its brand, in terms of enhancing its community, which will create more profit, uh, CEOs have wide latitude to engage in these, these endeavors. And so our call is not to say ESG is bad or good, that's its own debate. Uh, but really to talk about how we should monitor and assess corporate purpose. One thing that you identified in the paper and that um, many uh, scholars have not identified are the trade-offs between stakeholders and shareholders. And, you know, in a bull market, doing well by doing good works in many cases. Uh, but how does your theory of purpose guide companies in you know a crisis like we're facing today where there are trade-offs between value and the treatment of stakeholders so i think um what's going on now should make us realize just how fabulously wealthy our society is when you don't have to worry about putting food on the table uh, you can worry about whether straws are plastic or paper um but but and I think that continues. We are still a fabulously wealthy society and that will continue going uh, forward. But, but again, these are, uh, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with ESG. I think today and in the near future, most companies are thinking about survival. Uh, most companies are thinking about whether their business model works or not. Uh, the tech companies, um, the big tech companies, are going to uh, thrive in this, right? In many Microsoft stock prices up the pandemic. And so um, what I think you will see going forward is the companies 
that most had dropped to DSG before because they had the luxury of it because they had wealth or were in a consumer space where it, of where it, their consumers demanded it will continue to do that. Um, other companies may take a pause, uh, um, but I think, you know, we don't know what the world's gonna look like three months from now. The world looked very different two months ago. Uncertainty rules today. So it's hard to really make predictions about the future, but I think that companies have invested a lot in ESG. A lot of the companies that invested a lot in ESG are doing well in this pandemic, or at least not as bad as everyone else. And so this will continue uh, as a force going forward is, is my best guess, but I don't think anyone knows anything these days. <laughs> so let's talk about, you've covered a lot of ground in the paper and you've identified a lot of questions that really remained unanswered until you've reframed the um, questions about corporate purpose. What questions still remain unanswered? If, if you could wave your magic academic wand and drive future research and scholarship, where would you direct it? I think, you know, there's still a lot of work to do on ESG men, uh, measurement and this hand-waving issue that I, I spoke about. I, I think that the corporate purpose argument sort of sidesteps the issue of whether ESG actually increases value and, with, and how to measure that and how to move it forward. I think there was a lot of good work being done in this space uh, even before, but I think this is giving us an opportunity to enhance that. And I, I hope and think that this will happen, that uh, companies will continue to focus on, um, on these issues. It will give researchers more data to assess these issues and um, we'll have more time to assess these issues. Well, speaking of time, thank you for taking time out of your schedule to be with us today and to share your insights on corporate purpose. I'm Amelia Miazad from Berkeley Law. Thank you for staying on the ESG beat with me today.